appendix part four of a contribution to the critique of political economy by karl marx translated by nahum isaac stone this librivox recording is in the public domain production means of production and conditions of production the relations of production and distribution footnote distribution ver cur is used here in the sense of physical distribution of goods and not in sense of economic distribution of the shares of the products between the different factors of production translator the connection between form of state and property on the one hand and relations of production and distribution on the other legal relations family relations notes on the points to be mentioned here and not to be omitted footnote as the notes written down by marx in the following eight paragraphs are extremely fragmentary making translation in some cases impossible without a certain degree of interpretation and as the original is not accessible in book form they are reproduced here in german for the benefit of the student who may feel interested in the original wording as it had been jotted down by marx in this connection something may be said of the different methods hitherto employed in writing history the so-called objective method the subjective the moral and others the philosophic one war attains complete development before peace how certain economic phenomena such as wage labor machinery etc are developed at an earlier date through war and in armies than within bourgeois society the connection between productive force and the means of communication is made especially plain in the case of the army to the relation between the idealistic and realistic methods of writing history namely the so-called history of civilization which is all a history of religion and states three secondary and tertiary conditions of production which have been taken over or transplanted in general those that are not original here brackets is to be treated the effect of international relations four objections to the materialistic character of this view its relation to naturalistic materialism five the dialectics of the conceptions productive force means of production and relation of production dialectics whose limits are to be determined and which does not do away with the concrete difference six the unequal relation between the development of material production and art for instance in general the conception of progress is not to be taken in the sense of the usual abstraction in the case of art etc it is not so important and difficult to understand this disproportion as in that of practical social relations for example the relation between education in the united states and europe the really difficult point however that is to be discussed here is that of the unequal question mark development of relations of production as legal relations as for example the connection between 
roman civil law this is less true of criminal and public law and modern production seven this conception of development appears to imply necessity on the other hand justification of accident varia parenthetical freedom and other points parenthetical the effect of means of communication world history does not always appear in history as the result of world history eight the starting point is to be found in brackets in certain facts of nature embodied subjectively and objectively in clans races etc it is well known that certain periods of highest development of art stand in no direct connection with the general development of society nor with the material basis and the skeleton structure of its organization witness the example of the greeks as compared with the modern nations or even shakespeare as regards certain forms of art as for example the epos it is admitted that they can never be produced in the world epoch making form as soon as art as such comes into existence in other words that in the domain of art certain important forms of it are possible only at a low stage of its development if that be true of the mutual relations of different forms of art within the domain of art itself it is far less surprising that the same is true of the relation of art as a whole to the general development of society the difficulty lies only in the general formulation of these contradictions no sooner are they specified than they are explained let us take for instance the relation of greek art and that of shakespeare's time to our own it is a well-known fact that greek mythology was not only the arsenal of greek art but also the very ground from which it had sprung is the view of nature and of social relations which shaped greek imagination and greek art possible in the age of automatic machinery and railways and locomotives and electric telegraphs where does vulcan come in as against robertson company jupiter is against the lightning rod and hermes is against the credit mobilier all mythology masters and dominates and shapes the forces of nature in and through the imagination hence it disappears as soon as man gains mastery over the forces of nature what becomes of the goddess fame side by side with printing-house square greek art presupposes the existence of greek mythology that is that nature and even the form of society are wrought up in popular fancy in an unconsciously artistic fashion that is its material not however any mythology taken at random nor any accidental unconsciously artistic elaboration of nature including under the latter all objects hence also sprackets society egyptian mythology could never be the soil or womb which would give birth to greek art but in any event there had to be brackets a mythology in no event could greek art originate brackets in a society which excludes any mythological explanation of nature any mythological attitude towards it and which requires from the artist an imagination free from mythology looking at it from another side is achilles possible side by side with powder and lead or is the iliad at all compatible with the printing press and steam press does not singing and reciting and the muses necessarily go out of existence with the appearance of the printer's bar and do not therefore disappear the prerequisites of epic poetry but the difficulty is not in grasping the idea that greek art and epos are bound up with certain forms of social development it rather lies in understanding why they still constitute with us a source of aesthetic enjoyment 
and in certain respects prevail as a standard and model beyond attainment a man cannot become a child again unless he becomes childish but does he not enjoy the artless ways of the child and must he not strive to reproduce its truth on a higher plane is not the character of every epoch revived perfectly true to nature in child nature why should the social childhood of mankind where it had obtained its most beautiful development not exert an eternal charm as an age that will never return there are ill-bred children and precocious children many of the ancient nations belong to the latter class the greeks were normal children the charm their art has for us does not conflict with the primitive character of the social order from which it had sprung it is rather the product of the latter and is rather due to the fact that the unripe social conditions under which the art arose and under which alone it could appear can never return end of manuscript of appendix part four end of section sixteen end of a contribution to the critique of political economy by karl marx translated by nahum isaac stone